You guys, I have a little poem. You have to figure out who my guest is. Are you ready? This OG is one smart, funny, fierce lady with the killer, charming grin. You'll eat up anything she says, even if it's a little shady. Without her, the Real Housewives of OC would never even be. I know, I know you are freaking out, wondering who this amazing guest could be. Well, wait no longer. It is the OG of OC, Gina Keo. That was my. That's point. adorable. You'll have to send me that. I will. I, I will. videotaped, but I missed the first few sentences. That's okay. I'll send it over to you. Anyway, Gina, we're back again. I yep. love you. Okay, Aww. so tell me, please, about Scott. So Scott is the EP of the production company, right? He's or the creator. Yep. The creator. Right. And then he cast with the help of everybody else. He picked all the girls for the first season. And then as seasons went by, you know, he got busy doing EP'd all the shows. So he got busy and I don't know that he was involved in the casting in the last 10 years. Probably not. Dude, I think dude. they just kind of took it all away from him. He just still gets paid. Well, I don't think he's bad. got a yeah, he, I don't think he's involved. Wait a minute. So he was like, do you want to do a TV show? Yeah. He was my neighbor when I first moved to Kodo. And he would they would always come over. My husband was out of town, so they'd just be walking around the streets and stop by, have a glass of wine with me. They knew I was a little bit lonely and I didn't know anyone else in there. And then when I moved to a different house, our kids still played at the pool all the time. So he was just, he said, look at your house. Every time I come over here, because the house had seven bedrooms. So every time I come over here, there's somebody here. It's like a revolving door. You need Macy's revolving door as your front door. Who's this person? I said, well, that's a director, David Goodman from New York. He's just getting away from the cold weather. And that's an actress. That's a writer. That's a producer. Just friends from Hollywood, because I lived there for eight, nine years. So I just had a lot of friends, and they'd like to escape to Basically, there was only 100 houses in Coda when I moved in. It was six miles long of just these 100 houses, and it was peaceful and quiet, and people could get away from things. So they would come visit me. So he was like, you have a revolving door of people. This yep. is amazing. And he was like, let's make a TV show about it. He said, I want to do a show like Curb Your Enthusiasm, that kind of format. And then Bravo wasn't impressed with that format. and He was going to call it Behind the Gate which of course set me off into hysterics. And then I said, okay, well, come film my girlfriend's gate because you can't film our gates of Kodo. It's a yellow noodle. You know, it was like a rubber noodle. <laughs> it's the thing you do in the swimming pool, that little noodle thing. It's like, that's not an impressive gate. Let's take you to Tammy Knickerbocker's house and you can use her mansion gates, which still to this day is the gate on the TV show. That's insane. So you knew Tammy wasn't even on the show though. No, no, I made her go on the show, which... She liked for a little bit and then she got off. It was just too hard on her family with what they were going through. And she's a shy, shy person. So I made her do it. I wanted to have more friends on the show. So, you know, I made, I got Alexis Bellino on there, Joe De La Rosa. I met at a party and I said, come on, we got to have her. She's fabulous. Her and Slade are fabulous. So I was always discovering people. And it was funny because Jonathan Anton, a blowout, had said to us early on when we filmed an episode with him, so don't bring a lot of your friends on the show because you're introducing your replacements. So most of the other girls didn't bring a lot of friends on the show until many, many, many years later. We would have a reunion, uh, end of the year party, and I would invite 
50 people and they would just bring their families. And they're like, what's the frick is with Gina? Why does she have so many people around all the time? It's like, you know, all these people put up with me all year long, watched my kids, came to every event I wanted them to come to. I feel like they should be here for the party too. Right. So years later, everybody else would start inviting their few best friends and stuff. But in the beginning, everybody just came alone. They didn't even think about bringing people, their hairdressers, their makeup artists, people who dressed them. You know, I wanted, when we were doing our opening premiere party, I wanted to celebrate everybody who helped make it possible. So that's insane. Wait a minute. So you brought on, so you started with what? Kim, Joe, Vicky, and Lori. Right. So you only knew Joe. Right. By the end of the season, I knew everybody. Right. And then we would watch every episode at my house because I had the biggest house. So everybody would come over with all their kids when the episode came out. We did that probably for the whole first season. By second season, people were starting to be mad at each other because they would sit you down in the hot seat for the interview and they would keep grilling you until you basically said what they wanted you to say. It'd be like, Gina, how do you feel about Vicky and and Don getting divorced. And I would always say, you know, it's between them. It's between them. It's between them. And until you finally give your opinion, you couldn't get out of that seat with the lights blaring in your face. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'll just say it. What do you want me to I'm say? just going to say it. Wait. I think it's Wait. a mistake. I think they should stay together. I always wanted everybody to stay together. And that was my, I said, every man and woman, they're all the same. You're just going to trade one set of problems for another set. Just work it out with this one. You have kids together. You have a life together. You have homes together. Your whole life's going to change. Is it worth it? Just work on your relationship. If you're going to put time and input into finding a new guy, just try to fix the old guy. And I think to this day, Vicky misses Don. And I think she really, really regrets ever leaving Don. Well, now look at everything going on too, yeah. especially, right? I mean, all this stuff just exploding with Steve and I know I just talked to her till three in the morning the other night. And all I kept saying was, remember how much fun we would have with Don. We'd go to the lake, we'd go to dinner. He was just so fun. I mean, granted, when he was working, he went to bed two, three hours before her. And that's why their love tank wasn't full but she could have gone up had sex and then gone back down downstairs and worked for three more hours you know or in the morning or now in the morning no no he got up at five in the morning to drive so they had different hours but and it's too bad that she wants to be his friend now and it's too bad that he can't grow past it and be friends if she's going to be in town with the kids he won't be in town they you know he does it opposite of her which is sad still all those years together yeah what has it been? Eight, five, eight years, six, something seven, like that. A while, right? Wait yep. a minute. So there's no, would she ever want to get back together with him? And he just completely shut the door. I think she would. I think she would. They have a lot of history together. They had a lot of fun together, but he's in a relationship from what I hear. So yeah, but that's whatever. It can change. Yeah. Wait she would minute. have to do a big apology. That's for sure. Well, you know what? Maybe it took breaking up with Steve and all this madness for her to come full circle and realize. Yeah. Plus you on her, her shoulder, like, Hey, yo, how about Don? How about Don? I like that. I kind of want to reach out to him and just say, Hey, she's going through some tough times. She's supportive of you through stuff you went through. Even if it was through the kids, pick up the phone and call her. 
I'm going to ask him to, but I don't know yeah. if he'll go. Yeah. You should Life's ask. Life's too short. Life's exactly. Too short. Get over it. By the way, you of all people know that. So, yes. you know, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? He doesn't do it, right? Yep. Or he says, don't text me again. Yeah. Oh, well, you tried, right? Yep. That isn't, I feel really bad for her, actually. She's devastated. She loved him. So wait, you didn't know her though, starting the show. No, she invited me to Don's 50th birthday. And I was, I don't even know where I was. I think it might've been in Vegas for Cara's birthday or something. I wasn't in town. So she hadn't reached out to all the neighbors and invited us to the party. Probably because she was going to be a, have a rager until one in the morning and she didn't want us all complaining. <laughs> but before we did the TV show, she had reached out to me and we had each other's phone numbers or emails. Maybe she put letter in the mailbox. So we connected and had each other's info. And from that day on, the, when we met during the show, our families became pretty intertwined. If, if she was out of town, she'd say, okay, my garage door code is Brianna's birthday. Go up there and do this. And could you feed the dog? And can Colton go up there and help Brianna back the car down the driveway or the batteries doesn't start? And Brianna's older than Colton by about six years, I think. He definitely wasn't driving when she was 16 trying to get the cars out of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then later when Brianna passed out in the shower, Colton was over and Frankie, my wonderful gay friend, the decorator that did the house on the show, he was over there having dinner with Colton. And the both of them ran up there and used the code to get in the garage because I was in Mexico, took care of Brianna, took care of the kids, waited for the ambulance and basically kept the kids until Vicky could get there from filming. So wait, so then she had already reached out. You guys were already like friends. And then you're like, hey, Vicky, would you want to do this show? No, no, no. I did not get her on the show. Scott Dunlop did that. Her son had sent a letter to Scott saying, hey he was talking about himself being on the show. And then my mom was an insurance agent. And, and then they came over to interview the family, fell in love with Vicky, ACDC, whatever you call that kind of yellow personality, bigger than life. And the bonus was Lori was sitting right there at a desk, her assistant. Right. So they said, geez, we like her too. And this is pre talking to you about behind the gate. Right. Right. No, Vicky was on the show before I met her. Oh, so then he brought you on. Yeah. No, Joe. I was already on. And then she's like, I yeah, like I was on first. And then they went and found all the others. They had a lot of people test for it. And then when it came down to it, people would change their mind. Once the show got booked, there were some other people that they really liked. The um, actor from Blacklist, and he was just starting his big career in LA. And he thought, you know, reality TV is not going to be good for me. First of all, were you like, me, Scott, do a TV show, cameras. Or I was an actress, remember? Oh, God. I was an actress. I did 12 movies, probably a lot of TV shows and 100 something commercials. So I was an actress that kind of had given it up to raise three little kids, single mom, because my husband traveled all the time. So, no, I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to help my friend. This is cool. I'm going to help my friend. I didn't think it would be that popular. I know why it was popular because for two or three years, then there was no new TV or new movies because there was a writer's strike. So reality TV was all there was. So if anybody wanted new content, I mean, NBC was the owner of Bravo. It still is. They put us on network TV for a couple episodes and everybody gravitated towards the Bravo channel. 
So yeah, we helped launch Bravo big time. I mean, are you kidding me? You guys are freaking Bravo. Yeah. Like insane. Did you ever think it would blow up to what it is now? I never thought it'd be that big, but I, I knew before anybody else that they were expanding because Jill Zarin called me because she could reach me because I was a realtor. And she said, tell me how much money you're making. I said, why? Who are you? Why? She said, well, we're filming Housewives of New York and they're, now they want to sit down and do contracts with us. And I want to know how much money you're making. I said, you know what? I have to make sure that it's not confident, you know, you know, that we're not allowed to talk about it. So let me call my producer and call you back. So I called the producer and I said, Scott, do you know that they're filming another Orange County Housewives in New York? This is your idea. If you're not involved in it, you better get your attorneys involved in it right now. Because once it goes on air, it's going to be, you're going to be fighting backwards. Right. Because now you can get an injunction to stop them for stealing your creative idea, all that stuff. So he immediately got on board and got everything ducks in a row and went after them. They, they told him about the other episodes and then, you know, he had it protected. So any other series that comes of it, he's always going to be creator or executive P, but he can thank me for that. Otherwise he would have been fighting and fighting and fighting. And look at how many have started. How many is there? God, I don't even know. Is it 10? A lot. Uh, So you started this whole thing. What do you think about it now? um, I didn't like the direction Orange County was going in, in the last few years. I just thought it was so not realistic. Everybody was so trying to do something. Everybody was always trying to sell something. So I think it's going to get more real this year. No, it'll be interesting. I'm dying to see Heather's house. Our new house. I'm dying to see the house. I loved her old house. It was the most beautifully decorated house I've ever seen. It was just so my taste. I loved it. I'm dying to see that. And Noella, I'm a little sad that she's getting divorced because a single mom, you're a housewife. You're supposed to be a housewife. Right, right. You know, Lori was single, but she was Vicky's secretary or assistant or partner or whatever she was. And then Lori got married and had this fairy tale cool wife. And I always wish Lori would have stayed on. She had such a nice, quiet, peaceful, classy grace to her. So then you, so then who left season two? So then Kim left. Kim left. And it was hard on her husband. Oh, right, right. It was hard on her husband. You know, they were targets. They were very social, went to parties and stuff happens when you go out and people are drinking. So it wasn't good for her. And then her son, she wanted to move to Chicago, get her son out of the sun. He gotten skin cancer as a young child. So she was a great mom. I missed her. She was a lot of fun. She had a lot of ideas. She, she made us start the orange County brand and we were selling t-shirts that said real, not desperate housewives. Oh my God. OC real, not house. Yeah. They were such cute t-shirts. And then we were going to sell keychains and all kinds of stuff, but it was all her idea. She got us all started on that and did the legal zoom and patented all our names and things. And the rest of us were just too busy. I was selling real estate full-time, full-time mom. I'm not into marketing and selling things. I sell houses. You know how many t-shirts I'd have to sell to make my house payment. So, you know, and then we'd go try lipsticks and she had a whole bunch of branding ideas. She was branding before anybody knew what branding was. That's insane. But then she left and then who came Quinn and Tammy? Probably. Yeah. How was that? Quinn, we, 
instantly were all so mean to even me, who's usually a kind person, because she came in with a guy like a, she was a cougar. The young and we're guy. like, what? And now she gives me a hard time because most of the guys I date are 10 years younger than me. So yeah, <laughs> she gives me a hard time now. She's like, I'm the cougar, huh? <laughs> Remember when? Yeah. And then Tamara comes on. And did you know Tamara pre coming on? No. But God, that girl had a mouth on her. And you could be just over talking to Vicky in a corner about your eyeshadow. And she'd like, you bitches are talking about me. I know it. It's like, no, we're not. <laughs> I love it. my favorite line. She said is when we were going to pick up Gretchen, she goes, oh, you guys going to meet the new girl, Gretchen. Look out, girls. Guard your grandpas. Oh, my. In the limo. That that was that 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 was a guy that was grandpa age that she was dating. In the limo. I remember that. <laughs> that for your grandpa's. Was insane. How was it meeting Tamara then? She was fun. She just, she reminded me of a lot of girls in Hollywood where they could only have one friend. So if she was your friend, she wasn't comfortable having Vicky and I and everybody be friends. She was always trying to drive a wedge between everybody. So they'd only be her friend. Where, where I grew up, I was in the middle of five kids. Wow. You couldn't have too many friends. So right. we were just different. And I would just step back. I'm older. I just step back older and wiser and just let her do her thing and laugh. Why did you then want to leave? What was it? Season three, finally? I didn't really want to leave. I was going to a funeral the day we were all supposed to get together. Vicky, Tammy, and I, we were supposed to decide what number we were going to pick. And my theory was, we were using one of my attorneys. My theory was we should all agree on a price and be favored nations like Friends. TV show Friends had just successfully done that. They all held out. So everybody got the same and everybody got a lot of money. And the Bravo said, you have to have your bids in by five o'clock. So I said, you guys are going to meet with them. I got to go to a funeral. 16-year-old killed herself in my neighborhood. I need to be there for the family. Just whatever you guys decide, whatever number put my name into. Well, they didn't. They ran into another attorney a day or two before that day. And that person said, individually, if you get rid of Gina, there's more money for you two which isn't yeah. true at all. So they didn't, they didn't do what they said they were going to do. They signed their contracts, went with the new agent. And then Bravo said, everybody had to have their number in by five. You don't get to wait till the next day. And it's like, well, that's not what happened, but okay. So I was done. Are you serious? And you know what? Because they didn't have me, you know what Bravo did? Bravo, instead of eight episodes, made like 16 so they got more money, but they did twice the amount of episodes. Oh, so they, well, so they really well. didn't get any. They I mean, every year they got smarter and smarter, but there was a big learning curve. In the beginning, they told us you can't get paid. It's against the FTC. Reality can't be paid or it's not reality. You're a paid performer. And we believed him for the first season. And then the second season, my attorney, Dan Grigsby, said, then they have to rent your house. There you go. So the check came for renting the house. I mean, and now look now, obviously. And now there's first season money, second season money, third season. It's kind of locked in. There's a formula. So when they got rid of Vicky and Tamara, they saved a lot of money, which I don't blame them for doing, but it's the most profitable franchise in all those years that they worked. They were worth that much money for a season. When 
if you look at TV shows like Magnum PI, didn't the guy make like a million dollars an episode at the end of his career? It was a, a lot. lot. Maybe a it wasn't that do. much. Yeah. But, and we never get residuals. To this day, those shows still play. On loop. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are you serious right now? So you don't get residuals. But like, but you and Vicky were cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just at the time it was greed. And the guy saying, hey, you'll get more money if there's just the two of you. Don't worry about her. Worry about yourselves. It's like, okay. And it's my fault. I should have just had my attorney. But I didn't know what number they were going to decide. And we were trying to get money for the kids because the kids were getting to the age. It's like, I'm not giving up my Saturday to film this stupid shit for you, mom. And, and Bravo would say, you pay the kids out of your money. It's like, no, my kids are actors. They have SAG cards. They should be getting their own checks. It shouldn't me giving them money. You know, they should get their own. Wow. So. So did they like put, I remember you guys, weren't you sitting in your house and Tam, uh, Tamara came over and that was kind of like when you're like, I'm, I'm out. I don't need this anymore. Did they ask you to kind of stage something like that or how? Probably. Was- they probably did. Of course, everything that was filmed had a, a gist of what the storyline was going to be the today. Today, we're going to talk about Vicky's marriage, Tamara's marriage. They, they kind of had a storyboard. They didn't know how it was going to go. And I, they just knew that everything that came out of Tamara's mouth was, as Kathleen French would say, liquid gold. So they never knew what she was going to say. And Andy once said, you can't write the stuff she says. A writer couldn't even think of the crazy things. Jesus jugs, all those funny little <laughs> phrases she came out with. <laughs> I did. I just talked to Alexis. I don't think Alexis was a fan. And then Andy in one of his books said, I was the hardest person to interview. And it's, that's not true. Not hard really? to interview. He just couldn't trick me with his stupid questions sometimes. Andy said this about you. Who's the most difficult person to interview? And he would say me. Why? Because you wouldn't give them stuff? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I'm difficult to interview. Do you? No. Yeah. I was going to ask when you want to come back. No, <laughs> You're like, never, bitch. <laughs> this is not happening again. Wait a minute. So then were you surprised when you heard Vicky and Tamara were out? I was shocked. So I called Andy the next day and he goes, oh, that's crazy. Let me see what I can do. And when he came back, he said, you know, they're not going to do it. They're just going to bring in some other people, introduce some other people. It's like, okay. So I don't remember who they brought in after me. Elizabeth and Kelly, or Kelly was already around. No, no, no. Kelly wasn't on. Alexis Bellino, they brought Peggy. Uh, I worked with Alexis though, I think. Peggy came. Yeah, probably Peggy. Oh, you were with Lynn too. I was with Lynn too. I thought I was with Peggy too, because she and I are pretty, we talk a couple times a month. So so you keep in touch with like, how are you and Tamara? We're fine. In fact, Everybody. her and Vicky wanted to take me out for my birthday in September. We never did get to go. Every, something happened. But no, we're all good. Have, Eddie's have, a little nervous if he sees me. Because you know how women are. One minute you hate each other. Ness and your friends. But she was, she reached out quite a few times after uh, Carl lost the baby. And when that died. So she's grown up. And she knows. And even when she threw the wine in my face, it was just for effect for the show. Oh my gosh. It's right. She wasn't really mad at me for talk, trying to talk her into saving her marriage. She wasn't really mad about that. 
she knew it came from a good place in my heart. It wasn't like I was on Simon's side or her side. It's just, you guys have little kids, right? You know, can't you work on this? But she was, he was very controlling and she didn't like that. Well, you know, it's crazy. I just literally read the other day that now she was saying, if I came back, I'd like to come back. Cause I would like to show Simon on camera. Did you see that? No. She was, she, there was like a thing that I, again. It, Are they friends again now? They're talking again? I mean, listen, the, you know, all the shit that's out there. It's like, what's really the truth? But supposedly it was, it was an article that Tamara was saying, I would like to come back on because then I could show how Simon and I are good again. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And the relationship that we have now and what yeah. he's going through and everything we've been through and everything. Yeah, that. that's so nice. That's really nice. Yeah, I just saw Simon. I went to try to buy a car from him, but they didn't have any. <laughs> had no cars. Nothing I wanted. And everything was that what was there was a $20,000 markup. So I didn't end up buying a Mercedes from him. But he he is immune. He was pretty compromised. He had to wear the masks all the time. He can't get the vaccine, I think. Oh, because of what he's going, oh, yeah, yeah. What he's going through. I but mean, I'm glad they're friends. I know he told me that the roles had been reversed, that, you know, how one child wouldn't see her. And then now it's one child won't see him. So the kids just go through stuff when they can play the parents, they will. Right. You know? And then the minute they turn 18, they can do what they want. Court court orders, they kind of make you see your dad 50%, your mom right. 50%. But when the one daughter didn't see her mom for years, that was heartbreaking. And that had to be so hard on her. And, and it then, played out on the show. And it played out on the show. It was super embarrassing. And what was the heart? What was the, you just said, like the wine in my face. You had, you know, we saw everything going on with you guys and like, I'm, I feel I'm married, but I feel like I'm alone here. You have yeah. the kids, you have the craziness with the women. What was the hardest part doing the show? The show wasn't hard. I mean, I really enjoyed it. The hardest part for me probably would be with trying to get my kids to give me the time I wanted for them to do different scenes and stuff with me. They just didn't want to do it. And they really wanted you, the kids with you in all these scenes. No, no, not at all. I mean, they would take us to places, Vegas and different trips. Right. Back then they were low budget trips. Now they go on the most fabulous trips. Oh my God, it's so not fair. I mean, all over the world. Now, Vicky just told me that she just finished filming a show and I thought she called it mashups. It's, yes. So they just did, which is funny because Tamara did it with Vicky. Okay. So it's a, it is, it's almost like a girl's trip. There's one that's coming out now with like, Cynthia from Atlanta, Teresa. Oh, and Teresa's on it. Teresa did the first one. Kyle. I didn't Richard. think she'd be allowed to do it. Usually Bravo doesn't let you do shows, but because it's Bravo. Because it's it's all their talent. So they took housewives from different cities. Yes. So a couple from Atlanta, it. Jersey. I think Ramona was in this one. And oh, how fun. The original. I hope I get asked. Well, so hello. Okay. I was going to ask you this because then, then they just did one at Dorinda's place from New York with like, um, Brandy Glanville from, she was on Beverly Hills. Oh, I know Brandy. Of course. Yeah. The Vicky Tamara, I think it's one from Atlanta, Phaedra. So they just, they <sighs> just did one. Like, I think they just wrapped right before Steve and Vicky broke up. No, during, because she said I was a crying, blithering, 
idiot for half of the taping. So it was so not fair that he broke up with me, moved out of my house while I was filming. I don't know how long the filming took. Do you? A few. <coughs> Is I mean, it a I month? Say, yeah, I think a few weeks. I think. Oh. They were wow. in over like the outside of New York in Jorinda's like house. Oh, Vicky, in the Berkshire. Berkshire. In the, in the one that Vicky's in, they were in New York. Yeah. Oh, that's why she was in New York all that time. Yes. In the Berkshires, a little outside wow. of New York. So they filmed in this house. So it's like a Bravo again, talent takes this talent. But like right before I think they started filming, weren't you in a picture with Caroline? That was from BravoCon. No way, but it just aired. I just like, did they repost it maybe trying to get us to think that you guys were doing the show? Well, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I, and then when you and I were talking about coming on, I was like, oh my gosh, tell me this crew. I have to send you the picture. It's you, Caroline, Jill Zarin. Yeah, that was from BravoCon. It just recirculated. I don't know yeah. if people were saying because they're trying to think that you guys were doing the next mashup. It'd be so nice. It'd be Jill, fun. Jill did this last mashup with them. She did? She was one of them. Wow. Yeah. And then and then it got back, and that's when it broke that, well, it broke that Vicky freaked out about COVID stuff during. Oh, the, that was insane. That was a whole, that was like the whole story that broke after the. the, the I remember that. They're filming. And then she right told after. told me we're all going to die. You're right. Right. And then right after is when it came out about. Steve and them breaking up. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I texted her the other night and I said, I just saw Steve at a bar right outside the gates of Kodo. I thought you guys broke up. What's he doing around here? Why does there's a million bars? Why would you go to Vicky's bar and bring a date? That's sad. That had a hit her hard. It did. And she said, I'm so glad you told me. I said, you know, people would tell me once in a while that they would see my ex out. And it was good because I knew he's moved on. You need to move on. You so know, have you moved on? Not yet with COVID. And I, know. I have a lot of guy friends. I go to dinner three, four nights a week with different guy friends that were just tight. They were my COVID buddies. We did in-house. We'd stay at each other's houses and stuff just to have some fun and it's nice to be in an office and when we'd be at each other's house, we'd each have our computer in a different room, but there was somebody to have lunch with, to go walk on the beach with. So right. I, I think I stayed with one guy for six months and then the rest of them, we just go to each other's house for the day. Wait uh, a minute. But when you mean you stayed with him, like strictly friends? No, that one I was dating. Oh, okay. And then he found out that I was 15 years older than him. He never knew. I, I don't look my age. And he's like, I want to have a kid. It's like, oh, fucking, I can't have any kids. <laughs> fail, man. I could help you with a surrogate. You know, I'd help you raise a child because you're right. I don't want you to miss this. This is so much fun. But pretty much we we're still best friends and we still go out to dinner a few days a week. But pretty much we broke up because he wanted to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> were you shitting your pants when he's like, I want to have a baby? I said, can't you just be happy? I have two grandkids, you know, just be happy. Can't you have love on them? Isn't that enough? Yeah, I wasn't. Now he's over it. He's dated a couple of girls that he wanted to have kids with and it didn't work out. And I think he's over having kids now. I think he's just going to be happy with his life and travel and whatever. I wish him well. And I still see him a few days a week. 
Oh, you do. Oh yeah. We're, we're best friends. Oh, that's awesome though. That's cool. That, yeah. Like, look, I mean, obviously other people in your, in that position would love to be able to like talk. Yeah. You know, I stayed friends with everybody I ever broke up with. Um, my ex-husband, I think I got divorced three months before he died. And that was the only person that didn't really want to be around me, even though Christmas and holidays, he would have to be, but he just, once we broke up, he never forgave me and just never forgave me. The only time he was ever nice to me is when I crashed the car. He called me and said, don't be upset. It's just a car. You're not hurt. You know, just don't be upset. You're fine. And I thought, oh, he does really love me. He just can't be around me. Yeah. Do you think you'll remarry ever again? I don't know if there's a reason to. I don't know. I mean, usually the reason you get married is to have kids and stuff. But I don't know if I'd ever get married again. I haven't met anybody I wanted to marry. So would you come back and do the housewives? You know, I come back. I just finished. I just finished an episode. So I go back on when they ask me, but the girl now that they're young. Yeah. Are they 35? Are they 40? Gina and them and Emily and they're young. They're under 40. I don't know about about Emily, but Noella is really young. Yeah. Who's your two year old? If they were like, what's your ideal cast to come back? If you had to pick like three or four ladies and you would do the show. I don't know if I would have them come back. Or if I would just have, I mean, because there's no way that Noella, oh, even though she does say, I want you to come to this, I want you to come to this, she invites me to a lot of things, and you'll be their friend. But when they go out, they want to be out with their friends, their age friends. Right. You know, I am fun, and I do, all my girlfriends that I spend a lot of time with are in their 40s, early 50s. Because people my age don't want to go out and do stuff. And I want to go out every night. Now that I have COVID, I work at my office at home. So at the end of the day, I want to go out, even if it's for two hours, I just want to get out of the house, right? Go for a walk, go to the gym, go to the beach, go do something. But most people my age just want to make dinner and sit on the couch and watch TV. Right. So. Well, you're hot and you're young. And Not you- hot, but. Oh, give me a freaking. When I saw you in BravoCon. I was like, holy shit. So um, Kent has set me up to start my YouTube channel next month. So you'll have to come on and do that with me. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So he's been really working hard on that and thinking about content and what to do. And then uh, he started this podcast for me and people are like, you got a 16 year old and a 60 year old. What, what do you, what do you have in common? It's like Nothing. He's just a super fan and he works really hard putting these episodes together. He's amazing. Yeah. And by He's the way, my, my dad's name is Kent. And I was like, I already love you. Oh, that's good. I already love you. He is amazing. By the way, anything that you need help with, if you need whatever, I'm in. I'm game. Okay. I'm such all a right. person. I'll do it all. Like, Well, you got a busy life too. And our podcast is called your our rea- our reality oh my gosh gina this so, is going to be you'll so- have to you're going to do that with us right uh duh gina. yeah let me i don't know why he did well he's probably setting it up he just are doesn't you, tell me anything are you kidding me i'm in no whatever you need yeah no we'll think Stop. about some more topics to talk about you'll come up with something and yeah reach out to him and i'll reach out to him too but 
I'm going to get my hair colored. All right, baby. Listen. Oh, by the way, just in case, where can everyone find you that's listening that loves you? Um, Instagram is G- yeah. Instagram's Gina Keogh. Okay. That's it. I mean, Gina Keogh, Instagram. My Amazing. webpage is more real estate based and for now. Pod- and podcast and YouTube soon. Podcast is already up and it's called Our Reality. Oh my gosh. I'm so did excited. one with Joe Delarosa. I've been on Vicky's podcast, Joe DeLaRosa's Pop Candy. So I do a lot of podcasts. I love it. You're the, <laughs> this was the best. I can't Aww. thank you enough. I'm going to reach out to Kent and we can get something set up. All right. I'm going to go listen to the rest of yours because I really enjoyed your podcast with Alexa. Oh, thank you. It was you. really fun. Thank you. This Thanks made my day. Me. You're the thank best. You. Okay. I'll reach out to Kent. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Have bye. fun with your hair. Go get a did. I know. All right. Bye. Thanks, Gina. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.